Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do. With status post adulting. Hey, status post adulting family. This is Sammy and Michelle. And you're listening to the 48th episode of Status Post Adulting, where we're going to be talking about big changes. But first, let me check in with my co-host, Michelle. How are you doing, Michelle? I'm doing really well, Sammy. How are you? I am doing really good. This is my first week not having to work and actually being at home. And I will say I thought I would just blast through my to-do list because somehow I managed to do my to-do list and go to work in the past. And yet, when I'm home... You know, you really just don't get through those things as quickly as you think you will. I can relate to that, Sammy. I'm sure you're accustomed with this transition. Something fun I got to do is I am getting to exercise more, which is a huge goal that I had for this break period. And I went to a spinning class recently and it was super fun because there were some older ladies in the back. Now that I'm not working, I can go during those types of hours. And these ladies were cheering everybody on all class. They're like, yeah, we got it. You look good, sweetie. You keep going. They were just like really into it. I really enjoyed it. I love that, Sammy. I love group fitness classes, but especially when people are into it. Like if other people are like cheering or throwing their towels in the air or just like being goofy and fun, it makes it so much fun. It's so true, Michelle. I think about getting a Peloton and it just wouldn't be the same. Also, people who are having a really terrible week, Peloton. (laughs) They're not having a great week. And maybe, Sammy, they need to make some big changes. All right on that, Michelle. Big changes indeed. And that is what we are talking about this week. We're going to be talking about the different things that come up when you are wanting to make a big change. Either you already have a big change planned or you're starting to think about making a change. A lot of times, Different thoughts, different worries can come into your brain, and we want to address those today. Exactly, Sammy. For us, if you've been listening to our previous episodes, we both are going through a lot of changes. We're both moving to the middle of nowhere. Sammy's taking on a new job. And overall, in the last couple of years, we both have been making a lot of different changes and big moves. And so it's really given us a chance to talk about our fears, our anxieties, our hopes when it comes to those things. And we wanted to talk a little bit about it on the podcast today because we think some of it might be universal. And one thing that's universal that you touched on, Michelle, is fear. Whenever we're thinking about changing our situation or debating changing our situation, a major thing that comes up is fear. What if we leave this situation and we end up in a worse situation? For me, when it comes to the mind games that come into my head when thinking about a big change, fear is one of the most common ones, especially those kind of thoughts like, what if I'm going to be worse off in a different situation? What if I'm going to want to come back? All those things, they really get into my head and make me less likely to make a change. I'm the same way, Sammy. And I find that this comes up so often when I'm talking about making a big change in my life or my friends are thinking about it. One thing I always want is to know that things are going to work out perfectly. I'm making the right decision. I'm going to be happier. Life is better. 
the truth is we don't know. And so that's where one of the biggest push and pull comes from making a big change in our life. We know what we've been doing, but now we have to face this abyss of possibilities that could be positive or negative changes. Michelle, I know with me in my most recent job, this fear, if I'm being honest, it's one of the reasons I did stay at my job for a long time. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed a lot of things about my job, but you know, I had interviewed at other places and I think ultimately I just never thought that leaving for a different situation would be better than staying in my current situation. And it is only with this new job offer where it is like glaringly slapping me in the face better than my current job situation and it has all the things that I claim that I want to be doing that I had to really face my fears and be like, you know what, this is obviously a better situation for me to leave to and the reason I'm resistant to leaving is because I'm afraid. I totally get that, Sammy. I think a big thing for me when I moved to Austin, I was so excited about the change. I was really ready for it in my life. And then there was a pandemic. That's the big change I think that everybody went through. But it was so unexpected. It affected my life in a lot of different ways. There were other things in my life that weren't necessarily going as well as planned. And I ended up coming back to the Bay Area in the end. But the crazy thing is, is that I don't feel as though I made a mistake making a change. I feel like I grew so much in that time. I do think there were challenges, but at the same time, I'm surprised almost that I don't feel regret. I feel very, very happy that I did the thing that I wanted to do. And if that got me back here, then that is what was meant to happen. You're exactly right, Michelle. You went for something different and then ultimately you came back here. That wasn't a mistake. That wasn't an error. Tom Bilyeu has this quote that I absolutely love where he says, it's better to go 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction than cautiously in the right. Why? Because action and failure are the most information-rich data streams in existence. You'll learn very little by going slow and even less if you stand still. I love that quote because a lot of us try to rationalize that, oh, we're better off staying in our current situation until we know for sure that another situation is going to be better. And it's not like that. We actually learn more by trying something that might be wrong, figuring out why it's wrong, figuring out why it's not right for us, than staying in a situation that's kind of meh for us. Absolutely, Sammy. When I moved to Austin, when I switched my job, obviously I wanted it to be the most ideal outcome and I was really optimistic. And almost naively, I didn't realize that change also brings a lot of growth and it really teaches you about yourself. And so even though things didn't work out perfectly, I feel really positive that I did something instead of nothing because I knew at that time that I needed to make change and that I was looking to have that growth in my life. Something that helped me actually when I was moving back to the Bay Area and I was contemplating moving back home for a little bit, moving back to the Bay Area, I read a quote that I believed I shared before, but something along the lines of, you are exactly where you need to be. That really helped me because it takes away the importance of I need to make the right decision. I need to make the best decision. At the end of the day, we make choices, we live our life, and wherever we are in the present moment, that's where we're meant to be. If it's meant to be challenging or easy or however you see it, there is a reason we're going through this part of our journey and you are exactly where you're meant to be. There were no wrong or right choices up until this moment. 
I really like that, Michelle. I think for me, you know, one of my frameworks, one of my viewpoints for life is that we're all beings. And I take the Buddhist way of this where we're all going through multiple different lifetimes, reincarnating where we left off at the previous lifetime, and ultimately trying to reach a peace within ourself, a presence within ourself, a lack of ego within ourself that will essentially be enlightenment and be freedom from this constantly cyclic life cycles and you are where you need to be it really relates to that because wherever you are on this journey it's going to teach you exactly what you need to know specifically for yourself to progress and to grow that connection sammy really hits the nail on the head and another part of what you're saying which is it's your journey and it's what you're supposed to be doing is so important too because what I notice about myself when I'm making big changes and I'm feeling anxious about it or I have a lot of concerns is that a lot of times it starts to also happen because my ego is getting involved and I start to really care about what other people think. When I was deciding whether or not to leave my job, take some time off and move back home to the Bay Area, I was really, really stressed about this decision because like I said, I really wanted to make the right choice. And if I'm being honest, I was hearing the voices in my head of my peers or her friends or whomever criticizing me and... I just imagined all of the things that people would say. And I was talking to a therapist at that time and she said, well, how about you write down who you're thinking about and what you're worried about, what they're saying, and we'll review that. So I did that. And the thing that surprised me was that one, it was the most random people. It really was irrelevant. I knew my close friends and family would always support me, always be positive. I'm lucky to have that in my life. And the other part was I had said some of those things before. Some of the things that I was afraid of were my own judgments on other people, my own fears that I had projected onto other people in the past. It taught me that I need to be careful about what I say and think about people because a lot of times we're judging people on our own insecurities. When other people were leaving their jobs or making big changes, if I thought something negative, I was really projecting my own fears. And I realized full circle that when I was making those changes, I was then projecting those fears on these imaginary people. So that exercise was really helpful for me because I thought I cared a lot about what other people think. And then I realized I was making up people to criticize me. And that wasn't helping me at all when I was going through these big changes. That part you said, Michelle, about the things that you had said about people being the thing that you're most insecure about. I see that so much. At my workplace, whenever people would leave and sometimes they'd come back, we'd be like, oh, ho, ho, they came back. They thought there'd be something better off out there, but there wasn't. Having participated in that narrative, of course, that was one of the things that was in my head when I was thinking about leaving. I'm like, well, I don't want to be that person who like leaves and then it's actually worse and then they come back. The whole reason that idea was even in my head is because I had participated in that conversation in the past. I think that's why we really have to be careful also today about the negative things that we say about other people on their journey. I've been exactly there and have said those exact same things, Sammy. And I've said things like, when you moved home, I was very critical about the fact that you were moving home. And so obviously, I really had to swallow my pride and take a bite of humble pie and say like, hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. I now see that there is a great opportunity for me to be able to move home as well. And yeah, Sammy, I was saying that to you for like a full year, probably right before that pandemic hit. Truth bomb. Michelle was very much 
always nagging me about the fact that I was living at home with our parents. I was being pretty mean about it. In my defense, no, no. (laughs) We talked about apology languages, and when you apologize, you should never say but. I'm sorry, Sammy. That was rude. Yes. And I'm sorry if it ever hurt you or made you feel bad about yourself. And now I can really appreciate the benefits of getting an opportunity to live at home with your parents. Excellent apology, Michelle. I forgive you. See Apology Languages, our previous episode. But yes, yeah, Michelle was being quite negative towards me and calling me a mooch (laughs) when I had moved here. And you know what? Mooch is just like a little bit harsh. Okay, it was rude and it was not nice. Sammy really had the last laugh when the pandemic hit. And I think it was like, I'm going to make up a number, but I'll find the right number and put in the show notes. 80% of millennials like move back home. And so many of my friends did it and were happy with the decision. I was like, hmm, do I want to stay alone in the city by myself where I don't know anybody during a pandemic? Or do I want to go home to my mom and dad and sister and have some nice Indian food every day? She was singing a different tune, people. Anyways, back to big changes. For me, one of the big signs that I need to make a change is some sort of feeling of discontentment, some misalignment inside of me. But I want to be clear because we can feel stressed, we can feel overwhelmed with our current situation, and it's not always a sign that we need to leave because sometimes it's a sign that we just need to grow a little bit more. Specifically for me, I know when I started my previous job, I was thinking I'm coming from the ICU to this job in family medicine. It's going to be super easy and cush and I'm going to have regular hours and I was so excited about it. I was disappointed to find out that I had quite a bit to learn. There was quite a bit of work to do and there was a ton of paperwork to do that I never thought about before and I was frustrated by it. I thought at that time that maybe I would want to look for new jobs. I think part of me wanted to move to San Francisco and just live a San Francisco life, and I didn't really think about work a lot, but I still had a lot of growth to do in my work. I still had a lot of growth to do as a physician assistant. I'm glad that I did not switch jobs because over the course of probably one to two years, I really grew as a provider, and I learned a ton. Even though I stayed there much longer than that, overall, That knowledge is a reason that I can switch my job to the one I'm going to be doing because in that situation, I'm going to be alone. So I definitely, you know, need to go in more competent than I did at my previous job. All that to say, sometimes that feeling of overwhelm or stress or discontent is actually just growth. It's okay to try to sit through it and it's okay to try to work through it. That's a great example, Sammy. And definitely one that each person has to evaluate for themselves. You have to think about where you are in your career, whether or not the challenges you're facing are related to the growth that you're going through or the environment that you're in. We don't want to say that one is right or another, but going back to the you are where you need to be, whatever choice you make is definitely still the right choice. In my last job, I felt that transition. At the beginning, I knew there was a lot of growing I needed to do. And I knew in my heart that I could do more and that I could improve a lot more. And eventually that moved into, okay, I figured it out, but I'm starting to see that there's other growing pains here that are not related to me. And I knew it was time for another change in my life. You're right, Michelle, that we ourselves ultimately know what's right for us. 
part of that for me is meditating regularly. That helps me be in touch with my intuition. If I'm not meditating regularly, then my mind is plagued by thoughts. And those thoughts are like anxious or stressed or commentary or judgments. And they're not useful. And they're definitely thoughts of the ego. And they're not progressing me. Versus If I'm meditating regularly, my mind is more clear and it kind of allows more room for these, I call them spiritual downloads, stole that from Mystic Michaela, where I feel like I'm getting like a clear sign or a clear intuition into what I should do next. And I think making room for these spiritual downloads helps you trust your gut and know what's the right direction. I can totally relate to that, Sammy. Sometimes I feel like I will see signs first because I'm so wrapped up in my fears and my anxiety that I don't even have time to acknowledge it or I'm not sitting with my thoughts like you said and taking time to sift through them. And I think that's part of this journey too. Trust your intuition and trust the signs that you're seeing. If something is sticking out to you for some reason, it's worthwhile to say, hey, maybe I should consider this. My example would be when we were in San Francisco in my final year living in that city, I started to see the number six, not just six, three sixes. (laughs) If you don't know, the devil's number, literally everywhere. It was crazy. At first, I was like, huh, this is an interesting coincidence. Like, I would see it and I would sort of ignore it and think that it would would freak me out because I'm superstitious. You know, we were... We're raised Catholic. I'm not somebody who likes to see that. I'm definitely going to cross myself and say a Hail Mary, that something like that happens. But I literally saw it everywhere. I, I saw it on my clock once, which I swear to God, I know is not possible. But still, I remember one time my gym locker, someone had to change the code and it was all sixes. I remember my quota came out and it was all sixes. And I was joking to my boss. I was like, haha, can I? even add another grand to this because I don't want to close 666k this week. I feel I feel really bad about this. It was getting to a point where I was like, I, maybe I'll Google this. I didn't want to for obvious reasons. And one thing that I remember looking at was that part of it, superstitious or not, is that you're feeling anxiety in your life and that's why you're seeing these signs. And that's when I really had to face, I know I need to make a change. I know I want to make this change. I know I'm not happy in my current situation, in my current living situation, in my current job. And so I really think that was one of the things that pushed me to make a different decision. Other times I see positive signs. And if I do, I do take them to heart. Like for me, it really means something if something speaks to me because I think that's my intuition coming out and speaking to me in the physical world. Totally, Michelle. You know that I'm on the same woo-woo train that you are on. With me in my current job, when I was like debating taking this new offer or not, I was driving and I was like, like, I just want a sign that lets me know if I'm in the right direction or not. And then the next car to pull past me was like a moving truck. And it said on the back, it's a great time to move to the Southwest. And it had this landscape of a desert. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that looks exactly like the place that I just interviewed at. And I was like, you know, you, you still kind of are like, can I get a, like, a little signier sign than that? Like, just like, a little bit more signish, so I know exactly what I definitely need to hear. And then a truck pulls up with a very <laughs> specific message, and you have to be like, um, I'm not sure. And then you start to see it everywhere, and you're like, okay, maybe I need to pay attention. Yes, I saw a similar truck the next day, and I'm like, 
who even makes a truck like this? Like, who's advertising for people to move to the Southwest? Whose incentive is that? And I just had to trust that it was the right decision for me. For our takeaways this episode, to summarize some of these mind games that happen when we're going through a big change, we fear that things will be worse. We want to know that things will work out perfectly. And it's important to remember that no matter what you choose, no matter what happens in your life, that you are meant to be where you're supposed to be. And there are no right or wrong decisions that you've made in your past or in your future. Yes, Michelle. And the other big mind game is thinking too much about what other people think. And I really like the exercise that your therapist had recommended about specifically writing down who these people are that are in your mind and judging you and what they are thinking about. I think that really brings to life the monkey mind and the crazy things that it can conjure. And speaking of the monkey mind, Sammy, what you're saying about meditating too is so important. Anytime you're going through these big changes and you have all of these different thoughts going through your head, it is so helpful to sit down, to breathe, to be in the present moment, maybe do a guided meditation and sort out what's going through your head so you can help to make the best decision for you and you can help hear your intuition because we say trust your intuition, but it's important that you also are able to sit in your thoughts and give space for those things to come out. Exactly, Michelle. And do you know what the biggest thing is that prevents people from doing what they need to do? Their parents? (laughs) No, no, no. Our parents are very loving and supportive. It is the status quo. I'm reading this book, Design Your Future by Dominic Cartuccio. He has this great quote, which I thought would be perfect for today's episode, where he says, the status quo is rarely a conscious choice, yet it has Herculean strength. In this part of the book, he was talking about how when he worked in sales, they would say their biggest competitor is a status quo. Because whatever company, whatever they're using right now, even if they know that it's not good, it's so difficult to make someone change. And that's how we are. It's hard for us, even when we know we're not in alignment, it's hard for us to actually make a change. For me, I knew for a while that I was not in alignment. And in my mind, I feel that I have spirit guides, possibly ancestors, whomever they are, that are watching my path. And probably just before COVID had started, I kept getting this message that was like, I've given you everything. That was from the bigger message from the universe. And then the implication of that message is, I've given you everything. Why are you scared to change? What is preventing you from changing when I've given you everything? I remember the first time this message came to me. It was when we were in Africa and we were walking back home and I was with my friends and it was a beautiful night sky and there were tons of stars out and that message I've given you everything came to me. I heard the spirit guides. They were starting to stress me out a little bit because they were getting a little bit like uptight about why I'm not changing and I tried to be like hey spirit guides I hear you. I feel you. I'm just not making that change right now because I'm on student loan forgiveness and I only got three more years and this job is a reasonable job. There's no reason for me to move right now. In three years, we'll talk. But the thing is, that's me living in my 3D world and trying to explain to the 5D world why I'm not going to make a change. In the 5D world, they're like, what is finances? No, like we gave you this human life form and we gave you it to progress and make huge changes and to 
evolve in a way that you can't in other life forms. Like the human life form is supposed to be the one that can evolve the most. And they just couldn't understand why I choose to continue to do the same old thing. They're like, what the frick is student loan forgiveness? What is money? What is whatever? Like, it doesn't make any sense. When I finally listened to my intuition and made a change, I really felt like I was settling into alignment. That is so powerful to me, Sammy. What you're saying really captures how easy... It is for us to resist making the changes that the world around us is telling us that we need to make and how no matter like stressful or anxiety provoking it is, when we are on the path to do the right thing, there is something that makes us go, oh, okay, actually, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm moving in the right direction. No matter what happens, everything is okay. And so we hope that this was helpful if you're thinking about making a big change in your life, you're going through a big change, you just made a big change, there was a global pandemic, whatever it is, let us know if there was anything that you're going through that this helped out with. You can always send us a message on our Instagram, statuspostadulting, email statuspostadulting at gmail.com. We always link any references to our show notes. And if you don't have access to that via your podcast platform, you can find them at statusposadulting.com. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.